Welcome to Truth Be Told. I'm Brother Edwards, your host. We're in the book of Romans, chapter 4 today, verses 1 through 3, uh, maybe a few more. Uh, let's go to the Father with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the time that we can spend studying your word. This is a wonderful opportunity, Father, to spread your gospel out to those who are seeking, those who are seeking truth, uh, not my uh, thoughts, not my uh, 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 anything, Father. This is not about me. This is about you. This is about getting a clear understanding on where we are and where we stand and where we need to be when you arrive. Help us, Father, to, to glean hope and to see tomorrow through your eyes and that we may not look back on yesterday, Father, except that we learn from those things of the old. Help us to see things uh, with new eyes, Father. Help us to embrace this new challenge that we have set before us uh, to continue to spread your gospel uh, through all the obstacles that Satan has begun to throw out at us. Help us to understand Romans, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. So what are we dealing with in Rome? Rome, we're dealing with Jews and Gentiles, those who uh, profess Christ and love him and those who do not, those who just practice uh, merely on paper, as I, I, I think would be a better way to describe it, meaning that you have uh, Christians who actually do the work of the Lord, and then you have Christians who simply say they're going to do the work of the Lord. So we're looking in Romans chapter 4, and we're looking at our, our patriarch Abraham. He was uh, justified by faith, not by works. He's justified by faith, not by works, okay? So we don't have anything that we can boast about, neither does Abraham, did Abraham have anything to boast about except those things that he was given by God, all those blessings. But if we are, are followers of Jesus Christ, then we uh, need not boast about anything either because we have nothing to boast about. Uh, everything that we are, everything that we will be, everything that we ever were is because of who he is. Uh, the freedoms that we enjoy, uh, we enjoy because of who he is and what was done on Calvary. And three days later, what was done, the rock was moved and Jesus was walk, walked away and was visual to thousands and thousands of people, men, women, and children. So there's no uh, mistaking this, brothers and sisters. This man that we worship, this man that we praise, this man that we honor and give glory to, his name is Jesus. Uh, he, he, he was, he's real. He walked this earth. His feet touched the same earth that we are touching. Okay, he did it. It's real. This is not uh, a fairy tale story. Uh, when you're reading your history book and you're reading about Nero and all of those guys, Jesus was walking the earth during those times. But they don't want you to believe that Jesus Christ is real because it'll give you power. It'll give you power to say no to the world and yes to Christ. See, most people think that that they become acceptable by doing some good.
good work, you know, charity work, good handshake, you know, uh, uh, you're seeking God's approval by doing some type of work uh, for uh, for someone else. Uh, but man is, you're not justified by your works. You're, you're justified by faith, okay, faith. Faith is a little different. Uh, faith is I'm, I believe what I do not see, okay, and, I, and, I, and the evidence of those things that are hoped for. See, there's evidence that Christ lived, okay. I'm not hoping uh, in the wind. There's evidence. There's evidence all around us. The mountains, your life. When we read the Bible, he tells us that he existed and he walked the earth and he tells us what he wants us to do and he tells us right from wrong. Uh, my hope is in something genuine and in something positive and in someone who can fulfill that hope. See, that's the difference. See, my faith is in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. So Abraham, he was justified by his faith. Okay, Abraham was not justified by works. Uh, again, because works cannot qualify a person to glory before God. If he, he would be qualified to glory before men, but he would not be uh, qualified to be glorified uh, the glory before God. Okay, so the, the no man is ever qualified to glory before God. No act or work or combination of acts and works could ever elevate a man to such a height that he could glory or become qualified before God. See, Abraham was justified by believing God. Abraham's righteousness, it was not Abraham's work, but his faith that God took and counted as righteousness. It was all an act of God. Therefore, all glory belonged to God, not to Abraham. Man is saved by faith, and that is God takes a man's faith and counts that man's faith as righteousness, such as to be the case. God is perfect. He is perfectly righteous. No man can achieve perfection. Therefore, no man can live in the presence of God. You cannot achieve perfection. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Ye work, ye that work inequity. That's Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 through 23. So listen, <coughs> Abraham, the Bible says, uh, and he says in Romans chapter 4, What then shall we say that Abraham our father was found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about but not before God. For what does, the, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but in debt. So when you go to work, you work for a wage. You don't work for grace. You work for a wage. So if I'm going, if I'm working my way in, then that means God is paying me for work that I've done. It's not grace. So, well, you know you can't work your way in, and God doesn't owe you anything. So we're going we're gonna to say that we are justified by faith and not by works. If you work, there's payment. See, 
So you're not being paid. It is not your work. Your payment is not heaven for your work. Heaven is your payment. for. Heaven is given to you through grace. And you must have faith in that grace giver. So in other words, let's just say there's a pill, a, a, a vitamin. And, and, and I come to you and I say, if you take this vitamin, it's going to cure everything wrong with you. You will never have another problem ever again. Now, if you don't take that vitamin and digest it into your system, it won't work for you. As long as it's just sitting there and you're looking at it, thinking about it, and praying about it, it won't help you. I've got to have faith in it. I've got to have faith in the one that brought it to me that is going to do all that he says it will do. Well, brothers and sisters, God can do all and then some. Jesus can do all and then some. And he even told you greater works, you would do a greater work than he is doing, meaning that you would save his, you would be saving lives because he gave you the keys to the kingdom so that you can tell people about this faith, about this grace, about this mercy giver, about this man named Jesus who walked the earth, who died for our sins, who was the only begotten of our Father in heaven. And he loved us so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross so that you and I can have this opportunity to do what we're doing right now. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin, the knowledge of sin. Knowing, excuse me, that's Romans 3.20. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Galatians 2.16 No flesh shall be justified according to the flesh. Means according to his own labor. As the next verse indicates, Paul is asking, was Abraham justified before God by his works? Was he justified before God by his works? And the answer is no. Paul quotes Genesis 15, 6 to prove that Abraham was not justified by works. God made a promise to Abraham, and Abraham trusted God to fulfill it. Because of Abraham's faith, God credited Abraham with righteousness. In gaining this righteousness from God, Abraham did not obey some law or perform some ritual like circumcision. He simply believed God. See, God gives righteousness to those who believe. We have to believe. We have to have faith because we are we are justified, that is, declared righteous, set apart from doing what the law requires. This salvation is through faith alone. No matter what we do, we cannot earn our salvation. God alone saves. 
and his salvation is a free gift. No one can stand before God and boast of their good deeds. God is the only one who is righteous, and for this reason, he should be praised. Amen? Yes, amen. He should be praised. Why does God justify man through faith? There are at least two reasons. First, to say God loves everyone with a perfect love. God wants everyone to live with him in a perfect state of being throughout all eternity. God is perfect. Therefore, he alone can provide the only perfect way for man to live in his presence. Because God is love, he has reached out for man by providing that perfect way through Jesus Christ, his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John 3:16 and 17. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. John chapter 5, verse 24. I, I want to read that one again. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth, that's continuously now, my word, and believeth continuously on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not, and not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. John 5, 24. So you, if you, as long as you're hearing and believing, you will have eternal life. Because when I hear and believe, it causes me to behave in a certain way. It's not just hearing and believing and do nothing. Hearing and believing causes me to behave in a certain way. If I believe that there's a heaven and hell, I will conduct my life in a manner that says that I believe that. I won't be loose living. I won't say anything, live any kind of way, do any kind of thing, except any kind of payment for it. And for it except I, I, will, I will defile my temple for money. I will defile my temple for fame. I will defile my temple for worldly gain. See, that is, that is giving your life back to the devil. If you accept, if you, the Bible says if you love the world, you cannot be a friend of God. You must forsake the world. You must transform the way you think. And Romans, it tells us that. It says we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Brothers and sisters, we must continue this journey. We must continue this journey into the book of Romans so that we can glean all that God has for us. Brothers, I am going to have to cut it off right now, but you know that I'm praying for you and praying with you, and Lord's will will be back in front of this microphone on Wednesday with another, another podcast for you, brothers and sisters. May God bless you. May God keep you. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight, in thy sight. O oh Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. Thank you. God bless you all in the name of Jesus. <laughs>